Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is a CC Radio podcast. It was just the most massive thing I've ever seen. I, to tell you the honest truth, I thought, well, we're the only ones left on this planet. Something's happened. We've missed something here. The fear that went in me when I seen it was just, um, like the feeling, I'd say it was fear, but I've never felt that feeling before in my entire life. It's a weird feeling, like you can't explain it when you don't know. You feel like you're being followed, but you don't know what it is. We had two to our right, another one in front of us, another one to the left, and another one just across the road, shaking the daylight down the tree. All we get is a big red eye. I remember waking up and looking at the end of the bed, and there was a figure there, almost insect-like, and then I blacked out. Welcome to the show, everyone. You are listening to Believe, Paranormal and UFO Radio. My name is Cade Moyer, and thanks for tuning in. If you've had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au, or you can message me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash believe UFO Radio. If you enjoy this episode, there are a few things you can do to help the show. Firstly, you can go to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review. Or you can share the show around social media with your friends and family, and that would help us grow. Tonight, I'm joined by Aaron, and Aaron had a really weird UFO encounter earlier this year in uh, January of 2021 with his girlfriend. Aaron, welcome to the show. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. It's cool to have you on, Aaron. Uh, I don't get a lot of encounters that happen this week. I guess recently, because a lot of people might be hanging on to encounters that they've had maybe five, ten years ago, and they've never really uh, spoken about it. But yours is so recent that it, it's so interesting to me. Are you able to walk me through the, the events that happened that day? Yeah, well, it was um, just another Saturday night, and uh, me and my girl were just watching a movie around 10 o'clock at night. And like we normally do, we just went out the front, my front porch, to have a cigarette. And we were just standing around out there. I think she was sitting on the porch and I was like standing around looking at some trees or we actually had bats in the fruit tree out the front. So I was kind of like curious and checking them out. And she mentioned that she could see what she thought was a, a star moving across the sky or a plane. And she kind of got my attention to it. And I looked at it and the first thing I realized was um, it, it, it was moving too fast to be a, to be a plane. And then we kind of both said, oh, maybe it's a satellite. And then I was like, nah, like to my knowledge, satellites kind of go with the Earth's orbit. And this thing was moving from the from the north to the east across the sky really fast. So we kind of just stood there and we just kept watching it. And then it kind of just faded out. It just kind of disappeared. No sooner had it disappeared, what we thought, or it was just like it kind of reappeared or another one reappeared in the same kind of area. And started moving across the sky, almost in the opposite opposite direction. So I was going from the east to the north now, 
so we're watching this, and as we're watching this object or whatever it was, uh, lower in the sky, and it kind of felt as if it was closer towards us. This it was like a blue streak shot across the sky, like just a, a, real, a real short distance, like just a dash. Like if you grabbed a, a blue highlighter texture and kind of dashed it across paper, that's almost what it looked like, but it was in the sky. It didn't seem to be like a shooting star or anything. I've seen shooting stars, like they make a noise or they leave a smoke contrail or this thing was kind of just there and then gone. Um, so me and my partner, we kind of looked at each other to acknowledge that we both saw it. Our, both our males were kind of open, like in disbelief at this point at what we just saw. And then we kind of went back and we're still watching this other light. We're still moving across the sky from the east to north. Um, eventually, it, it, it just faded out of sight again, disappeared. Then where it disappeared, it or another one kind of reappeared. And at this time, it kind of moved up into the sky. It's just a short distance this time. And then it just faded out of sight again. So that was, that was basically what we thought was the end of whatever we saw, which was... We didn't know what it was. We kind of looked at each other like, what the F did we just see? Um, maybe just, we were kind of talking about it for two minutes. And then uh, over my shoulder, which would have been a southerly direction, I caught a movement in the corner of my eye. And I kind of jumped at the movement. And then I was like, oh, no, the seagulls. And then I did a double take and I realized what I thought was flying overhead wasn't a flock of seagulls it was it was in a like a v-shape there was it was made up of like seven objects one at the front and three on each side like in a kind of uh diagonal um uh, spacing and they were the objects looked like they were a gray metal color they were metallic but they were kind of like matte there was no shine to them the only reason i think we could see them was because of the lights underneath where they whether they were like street lights or house lights maybe illuminating these things that were kind of protruding out and it's gone right above our heads i'd say probably the height of if you'd see a helicopter i don't know how high that would be in meters or feet but it was around that kind of height but this thing looks huge you could just kind of feel the the size and the mass of it and it was dead quiet it didn't make any sound there was no flashing lights it kind of just went above our heads and in my like eyeline where I was looking there was a tree and this thing had kind of gone out of my eyesight and was obscured by the tree so I've kind of dashed further to my left to look around the tree to follow this object and see where it's gone I did that and when I looked around the other side of the tree to where it should have been heading uh, there was nothing there so then I've looked back at my partner and I said like those weren't seagulls and I felt straight away the, the hair on the back of my neck stand up and all up my arms. I remember telling her that. I'm like, touch my arms, the hair standing up. I don't know what we just saw. And, yeah, that was basically it. That, that's, that's kind of what happened. There's so much UFO activity just going on in this small period of time that it's, uh, it's a really fascinating encounter, Aaron. Yeah, it was just... Uh, looking back on it after it happened we kind of came came inside and collected ourselves and um, I chose to write down what happened just to kind of 
just to kind of get a grasp on what I saw. And about that took about 40, 45 minutes. After doing that, we went back outside for another cigarette and it would have been close to 11 o'clock at night now. And when we went out there, we realised that while this whole thing was happening, it almost felt like there was no other sounds going on because when we went out after the siding or whatever you want to call it, we noticed all the activity. We could hear the cars in the main road just down the block from my house. We could hear dogs in the neighbourhood barking, people leaving houses, and guests and stuff. You could just hear activity. And we both kind of said to each other, well, hey, at the time, it was like there was no other sounds. It was kind of like the way I... I could, I'd describe it. It was like somebody put like a a glass dome over us and like the sound was kind of just muffled or insulated. It was almost like if you get a really foggy morning and the sound kind of just feels contained, if that makes sense. It was just, there was like there was no sound when it was happening. I don't know if it was because we were so absorbed with what we were seeing, but it seemed like there was no sound or activity or anything else going on at the time, which was really weird. Yeah, that is odd because did that happen when you were seeing the the first lights or was that more so when you had this larger craft going directly over you? I feel like I feel like the sound stopped and everything kind of got a little bit more real for us from what we were seeing after that blue dash went across the sky, whatever that was. That's when it seemed to kind of be like, okay, hang on, this is something a little bit out of the ordinary now. We're seeing this weird light going across the sky and now this blue streak that doesn't look like a shooting star all in the same kind of area of sky that we're like looking at. And after that, it felt like, yeah, that's when things just kind of got a little bit weird, I guess. This first UFO that you saw, this one that had the, the blue streak, that's really interesting to me because I've never actually heard of a, a kind of like a, a streak getting left behind by a UFO. So, and then maybe this is me uh, interpreting uh, interpreting it wrong, but it sounds like you saw this UFO. It was phasing in and out for a while there, and then it and it yep. shoots off, and it it leaves behind a blue streak in the sky. Is that what you're saying? No. What what it was was when we were watching this light uh, move across the sky after the first time it disappeared and reappeared. Something separate from that, further closer to us, streaked across the sky for a split second. It wasn't connected to this other light that we were watching. It was almost like it was something that happened closer to us. It was more in the foreground. Um, so, yeah, I don't know I don't know what connection that has to the kind of lights we were following across the sky, but it was, yeah, it was just a, a, a split second, a blue streak across the sky, and it happened while we were watching this other light move across the sky, apart from it. It, it seemed like the light we were watching move across the sky looked like any other star in the sky except it was moving really fast but this thing this blue streak i'd call it was separate from that it was closer to us it felt like it was lower in the sky kind of lower down on the horizon and it was only for a split second we saw that and then we looked up and we continued watching this uh star whatever this light moving across the sky was we continued to watch that one so I don't know what the connection is with those two. We only saw the blue streak that once for a split second. Yeah, that's weird. I wonder what that was. It, it sounds like there's obviously a few weird objects going around in the sky up in that area there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at the time uh, when I was seeing it, we thought that that light was falling across the sky. We thought they might have been different ones, like one was going across the sky disappearing then another one was appearing and going across the sky 
in the opposite direction, etc. But in hindsight now, I think it was the same light and whatever was happening on it was phasing out. I don't know if it was turning, changing directions. It would disappear for that second or two and then reappear. So I think it was the same object. That's just my gut feeling now looking back on it. By the sounds of it, it sounds like this thing was kind of going all over the place. And that was going to be my question to you is that if you thought this was the same object, just kind of changing direction. Um, yeah. When you when you say it was moving quite fast, how fast are we talking? Are we talking faster than a, a conventional airplane or faster than a helicopter? Or do you think it was faster than, than something like that? It was definitely moving faster than any kind of commercial plane. Like every now and then I'll, you'll see a commercial plane like I'll see one during the day at a high altitude and I can kind of get an idea and a sense of the way it's moving. Obviously, I don't know the exact speed, but this thing was definitely moving a lot quicker, a lot quicker. The the, the movement of it wasn't erratic though and like you, I could I could follow it with my naked eye. Like I was able to see it move across the sky. It was definitely moving faster. What did it look like? When it when it was moving, because you said that it kind of just looked like a star. Did it did it change its appearance in any way? Like, did it flash any different colors? Uh, was it no, what that, color was it actually? It, honestly, you could be going to your car at night, and unless you were focused at looking at the sky, you wouldn't have even noticed it. I feel like it just looked like any other star in the sky. Maybe a, a slight whitey, yellowy tinge to it, but next to any other star, it would have just looked like one of them, except for the fact that it was moving. If it wasn't moving, you wouldn't even notice it, I feel like. There was no flashing lights or uh, anything like that. It was just kind of like a, a flickering, just like any other star in the sky. But it was moving, and it was moving back and forth across the sky. So one question I do have for you here, Aaron, is what was the weather like? Because do you think this thing was phasing in and out, or was there was there clouds around? Was there anything that may have obstructed the view of what you're seeing? Yeah, that's a good point. From memory, it definitely wasn't a cloudy night. It wasn't a cloudy night. I don't think the moon was out, so I think the sky was pretty dark. There were a few stars that we could see from where I live, but yeah, it wasn't cloudy. So it wasn't like it was it was being obscured by a cloud. It was going to a point in the sky and then just kind of just uh, kind of like fading from view, I guess, and then kind of reappearing in the same spot or maybe just a little bit above or beside where it had kind of disappeared from view and then going in another direction. Yeah. I wonder if it was moving at speeds that you couldn't see it. So I wonder if that's why it was looking like it was phasing in and out or who knows, it could have just been turning off the, the lights that you could see. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, the way I kind of imagined it was like, say if it was a some kind of jet or something with an afterburner, and if it was turning, I guess, in the sky from a certain point of view, maybe you wouldn't see that afterburner or whatever yeah. it was. That's just that's the way I kind of like um, comprehend it in my brain. Yeah, no, that's a really interesting uh, way to look at it because um, that that could explain a lot of sightings that people have. Is maybe it's just a plane is turning and you're not seeing the engines or anything like that. Um, but no, that, that is yeah. a very, that's a really good point. Yeah, I mean, I would have I would have settled with that idea of the whole thing, if it wasn't for the blue streak in the sky, followed by this triangular object right above our heads. <laughs> and that that's kind it. of like sealed the deal. Yeah, I could imagine. And the thing is, when you when you have jets and they, they've got, uh, I guess, engines like that, you, you can hear them for miles away. 
Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. I used to go to air shows and stuff when I was a kid, and they're loud. So you it's couldn't hear loud. any any sound with that one that you were you were seeing kind of doing its thing across the sky. No, there was no sound at all. There wasn't like yeah, you know, there wasn't any real fanfare with it. It was just a light in the sky moving really fast in different directions. Well, let's talk about this V-shaped one because this is incredible. This is an absolutely fascinating encounter with a UFO to to have on the same night of all nights. It's it blows my mind yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Um that was that was that was when it just kind of got in a sense like it just got really surreal after that. That's when the hair stood up on my arms and stuff. The whole time I wasn't we weren't really myself and even my girl we weren't really like freaked out or anything by what we're seeing. We're kind of just trying to comprehend what we're seeing. But yeah, when this thing went over, went over our heads, it, for me, it, it obviously freaked me out a little bit. But part of me felt like I've seen stuff like that before in movies. That was what was weird about it. It was just, it was kind of like I've seen that kind of thing before. So. I don't know. I feel like that's why maybe I didn't freak out as much as I should have, I guess. Because, like, after the whole incident, I was just like, okay, this is what we saw. Like, obviously, we were excited and kind of um, yeah, blown away by, by what we saw. But I don't know. I don't know. I never knew what my reaction would be to seeing something like this. But, yeah, I don't know where I was going with it. But it was just... Yeah, it kind of leaves me a bit speechless trying to... Um, get my head around it i guess i think a lot of people would be in the in the same position as you there aaron because it's not every day that a giant v-shaped ufo flies you know essentially 100 meters above you and kind of stays there for a second before shooting off you know yeah. that's it's a type of encounter that you know you you hear about in movies or, or things like that it um it actually reminds me a lot of the the Phoenix Lights encounter. Have you heard of that one? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah, the um, big, big kind of um, triangle lights across somewhere in Phoenix. Yeah, I, I remember hearing about that. Yeah, yeah, because the the diagrams that you've you've sent me and you've even sent me a, a bit of a, a representation picture of what you what it kind of looked like, and yeah. there's there's some glaring similarities between them because. The the fact that this is a giant V shaped UFO, it's in a suburban area. It's um it's it's very, very odd to have such an encounter like that and you guys be the only people that have seen it. So I guess one of the yeah. things that you and I are basically looking for from you coming on the show tonight is hopefully we've had some other people um see this and that's actually one thing we haven't covered is where was the location that you, you had this encounter? And now, a quick word from our sponsor. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Also, are you wanting more content? Why not become a Believe Plus member? 
You'll get access to exclusive podcasts and episodes that aren't available to the public. Not only that, you'll also get our regular feed without any ads. Head to believepod.com forward slash plus to sign up today for just $5 a month. Okay, so I live in um, Thornbury. It's about 20 minutes out of the city of Melbourne, Victoria. Um, yeah, and we're looking at this all kind of happened in the, I'd say the northeastern sky was where we were looking and where it all seemed to be kind of happening and occurring. Yeah, it'd be really interesting to see if anyone else has saw something similar on that on that day because it's not very often that we kind of get a a hard time because yours happened at 10, 10 p.m. roughly. It was yeah, roughly, um, yeah. early January uh, of this year and it's it's kind of like a, a, a really well-kept record of this entire encounter. Um, so let's talk about this craft that you saw because you it was so close to you that you could you could see details on it to the point that you could tell that it had a matte metal finish to some aspects of it. That's what it felt like. Yeah, it was a flew. It was only a matter of seconds. I felt like that it was above our heads, flying above our heads. But in that time, I've just got that ingrained in me. The shape of it was like a V shape, and it looked like yeah, there was obviously these things protruding from the bottom of it. They were they were. They were a non-metallic. They were a matte, a matte kind of metallic, um, steel grey, silver colour. And the reason why I realised pretty quick that they weren't seagulls that I was seeing flying above my, above our heads was the fact that it was like it was in a uniform formation and kind of this in this in the short amount of time that I saw it, the spacing between these seven objects didn't change, and there was no movement in them per se like if i was looking at seagulls i would see the wings flapping there'd be a bit of movement there but these were like seven objects all with the same kind of spacing between them holding the same spacing going right above our heads um looking back on it when we looked up at it it felt as though in this v-shape it was it was a solid triangle shape like it was a black mass in between these seven objects that formed the V shape because you couldn't see the sky behind it. Like, I think that's why I got a sense of the mass of it because it kind of blocked out our view of the sky to an extent, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. Absolutely. And that was going to be one of my questions is, was the was it just the V shape or did you think it was solid? And that, that absolutely answers that because I, I wonder if there was, there was so much more to this that you, that you couldn't see because – by the sounds of it, it doesn't sound like you saw any lights or anything on this. No, no, that was a sting. It was, it was really stealthy. It, was, it, it kind of, it was like if you saw like a, a manta ray or a stingray glide through the water. That's kind of what it felt like what we were looking at. Just like this large mass moving really fast, dead quiet, and really smoothly through the sky. Um, yeah, there was no lights or anything to it. And the only reason I think we could make out the objects on what I'm guessing was the bottom of the, the object was because they were being illuminated from, I guess, the street lights or just the lights coming from below it on Earth. Um, but, yeah, there was no actual lights on the object or anything like that. It didn't make any sound or anything. It, that had to be really, really close for you. For, for like street lights or anything like or any ambient light to, to reach it that's what it felt like yeah it felt like the ambient light had lit up the bottom of it that's the only 
that's what it looked like looking at these objects. It didn't look like they had lights on them that had illuminated them. It looked like it was kind of secondary light from the streets or whatever that was lighting it up. And it only was catching the things protruding off it. I don't know if it was because of the angle we saw it on or or what it was. Yeah, it's it's fascinating. I wonder why it has those those different color portions to it. Maybe that maybe it is a, a section for the light to come out of that you you know that you hear so often when you hear of a UFO encounter. Um, but like you said, maybe it was just trying to be extra stealthy, and uh, it, it your eyes were just so adjusted to the to the night. Maybe that's what did it. Yeah, it was kind of like it wanted us to see it, but not everyone else or kind of didn't want to draw too much attention to itself, whatever it was or whoever was piloting it or controlling it. It was just kind of, it just wanted to do, it felt as though it was just doing a quick kind of like flyover to let us see it. It was almost like being in an air show and when the jets go by the crowd at the end of the show um, to kind of show off or do a trick. It kind of felt like that. It was like just doing a quick buzz above our heads. Um, Yeah, to kind of, yeah, it was strange. It felt really personal in a weird way. Did you feel in danger at any period of time? No, no. Like I, I got. I guess my body was kind of freaked out because the hair on my arm stood up and the back of my neck, which is I've never felt that feeling before. But I never felt like a sense of dread or that I should run inside or that I was in any kind of threat. Um, after looking back on it, we felt me and my girl were saying we kind of felt like. <sighs> It's hard to articulate, but we felt it, we felt kind of special that we got to see whatever this was. It felt like it was a personal thing for some, for whatever reason. And yeah, it was. We only had good feelings after seeing it. It wasn't any kind of dread, or we didn't lose sleep that night, or anything like that. We definitely didn't feel like we were in danger at all. That's fantastic because you you do hear of so many people who have these types of encounters and it kind of leaves a haunting experience on them because they just don't know how to comprehend it or understand what they've seen. But I think what you did was so fantastic. Like you went and journaled about it, which is something that I've never heard of anyone doing before when it when it comes to at least this show because none of the other guests I've spoken to that I'm aware of have done something similar when they've had an encounter because... It really, you really do capture that moment and kind of, I guess it makes it a little bit more real for you. Yeah, that that was my thinking of when, when I went when I went to go write it all down. It was firstly because I was worried I was going to forget it or it just, yeah, I was going to miss something or I don't know. I just kind of wanted to capture it. I just had to get it down and putting a pen to paper kind of just made it feel that made it feel real to me, I guess. Like, it wasn't just something I saw. It's like, okay, I've written down what I've seen now. Now I can remember it. Because I, I don't know, it was just, it was such an experience. I was worried or something that I was going to forget what I just saw. And I also wasn't sure what I, I saw. So I felt like writing it down would um, help me come to terms with it and kind of grasp what just happened. Let's talk about this atmospheric condition that you experienced here because this is something that i do hear quite frequently when it comes to ufo encounters even yowie encounters where it's kind of like the the whole surrounding area almost goes into this vacuum of sound yeah and this sounds exactly the the case with with your experience here so 
did when that happened were you were you hyper aware of what was going on in that situation or was it more so an afterthought that you kind of go that was weird there was no sound there was there was nothing because uh as everyone who listens to this podcast knows australia at night time is the noisiest place to be yeah it was a saturday night as well at like 10 10 o'clock at night so there was people out and that's what kind of caught my attention is when after all this happened we went outside and you could just hear all the noises dogs barking in the neighborhood cars people leaving houses car doors all that kind of activity but when this was going on looking back on it it was like we were the only two people there like there was just stillness there was no breeze there was no movement or anything it was it was weird did you check to see if you had any missed time? Ah, that kind of just freaked me out. Um, no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't check. I didn't check the time or anything. Uh, when I went in to write down what happened, it would have been, I feel like, uh, maybe twenty past ten, ten thirty at night. Uh, and when I when I checked the time was when I went into to start writing down what I just seen. And I kind of I guessed that it was maybe 15, 20 minutes ago. So when I wrote down the recording of what I'd seen, I just wrote down 10 past 10 at night. And when I was, when I began writing down my experience, it would have been, I feel like it was 20 past 10 or 10 30 at night. But yes, yeah, so I don't think, I don't think we lost time or anything like that. But yeah, that does, that's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. I don't know. It just raises some alarm bells for me, and I don't want to put any false like uh, memories or any any false, uh, I guess, thoughts there. But the the whole feeling of you know it kind of isolating you and you know it choosing you, um, you feeling that. I wonder if there's a reason for that. Yeah. That, well, that's that's kind of why we had that feeling that we were kind of like special. We felt special to have seen that, or kind of quote-unquote blessed to see that was because it was like whatever we were watching we were seeing way off in the atmosphere i guess moving around it felt as though at some point it it realized me and my partner were watching it and then chose to fly right above our heads like it just seemed that's what made it feel personal i don't know i don't know how it did that that's the part that's the, the thing uh, i can't get my head around the most is like Whatever it was we were watching way off, way off in space, in the distance, somehow then appears right above my house, right above our heads. It's like, how did it pinpoint us? How did it, how did it do that? Do you think it was the same, uh, same UFO that you saw from that, that <sighs> first one, the, the streak in the sky? Do you think that was the same thing that flew right over your house? I feel, I, f- I felt like it was because when we were watching it move across the sky and it looked just like a star, it was kind of after we'd seen that disappear for the last time, not much longer after then we saw this triangle shaped object right above our heads. So in my head, in our heads, we just figured it was the same one, you know? Um, and that was kind of the end of it. We didn't see it up in the sky again at a distance or anything like that. It was just kind of like right above our heads and then yeah, we just ran inside to talk about it. And then, yeah, that's when I started writing it down. I didn't even think to look back in the sky where we were originally watching the thing after it went right above our heads. Yeah. 
what was your girlfriend's reaction to to everything? Because you sound very level headed about the whole situation, and I could imagine some people would absolutely freak out in uh, a moment like that. So was your was your girlfriend in pretty much the same type of mindset that you were? Uh she was she was um, kind of like. She wasn't freaking out or anything, but at the point when it had flown over our heads and I mentioned to her, hey, my, the hair on my arms is standing up, touch my arms, um, her hands were shaking. Um, she's not really, she's never really kind of looked into or heard much about UFOs or shown much interest in them um, until recently when she was just watching a documentary with me or something like that. But uh, I feel like I was kind of, more accustomed, I guess, to seeing something like that because I've seen him in so many movies and just documentaries and TV shows and video games. Whereas I don't think she's seen near as much of that kind of thing in, in the media or anything like that. But she took it really well. She didn't seem that freaked out apart from her handshaking. Um, and I think that would be yeah. a normal reaction for most people who have seen something so extravagant just above them. Yeah. Yeah, she, yeah, she took it really well. Her hands were shaking, but yeah, she she wasn't freaking out about it or or, or scared or worried, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, we, there was no real. We didn't feel threatened at all. I felt I felt like a uh, it was a positive experience. I don't know how, why, or how, but it felt like a positive thing in a weird way. And I hear that quite a lot. You know, people will have these encounters and. You know, no one really asks to go out there and have a, an, a UFO encounter like you had, but to to walk away and go, oh, wow, I was so lucky that I got to see that. I think that's a really, really good, I guess, outcome for a situation like that. Yeah, like I, I've never seen anything like this. I've never even seen like a light in the sky or anything kind of like this. Um, and a part of me is so, I feel so glad that, she was there to see it with with me as well because if it was just me that saw it, there'd always be that kind of doubt in the back of my head. It's like, oh, maybe I was tired or maybe I was just seeing things or reading into things or looking at things the wrong way. But I had one other person there who I, I, I trust a lot and we're both sober at the time as well, hadn't been drinking or anything like that, and she saw the exact same thing as me. Um, so, yeah, that, that that that's definitely helped with the whole experience and the time that's passed since the experience happened is that yeah someone else saw the exact same thing as me yeah it would be extremely reassuring because the the encounter is so fantastic that it would be quite easy to go did i really actually see that was that really above our house and to to have someone so close to you go no mate that was definitely there i think that's it really does seal the deal on that whole 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 night of encounters there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Like, if someone had told me the story that I just told you of what what I saw, uh, I would, I'd find it hard to believe. As open minded as I am, and that I do believe in UFOs and all that kind of stuff, I still find it hard to believe that this thing flew right above your head and nobody else saw it or anything and i'd always be there was the one thing i always wonder when people saw these kinds of things is why didn't they take their phone out and get a photo or a video (laughs) or something but i realize now after it happened to me that's not even on your mind i don't even know if i had my phone in my pocket or i left it inside on the coffee table 
But that wasn't that didn't even enter my thought process. It was just kind of like we were watching this thing, waiting to see what it did next, and just trying to comprehend, comprehend what we were seeing. It was so it was never like even a thought that oh, quick, get a video camera or get a photo. And to be honest, when we were seeing it move way up in the sky, I didn't even know if you'd be able to get a photo of it or a video that would pick it up because it seemed that far away. And when it flew right above our heads, it was that quick. Like, I don't even think you could pull your phone out and open the camera app in time to get a photo of it. It was just so quick. Yeah, that's exactly it. You know, people don't realize how quick these encounters can happen. And you can really just get so caught up in the moment that the pulling your phone out is the last thing on your mind. Yeah, yeah. And it was kind of just like an escalating series of events. You know, I was like, we're watching it way off in the distance, then there's a weird flashy blue light, and then next thing you know, something right above our head. So it just, it happened so quick, and I was just, yeah, never the thought to be like, oh, better get our phones out or turn the video camera on or something like that. I wish I did. I'd love to have gotten a photo of this thing above my head or something, but I just didn't even think of it. So now I understand that when people see these things and they they talk about them, I understand why they don't have a photo or a video. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So this encounter happened to you a couple of months ago now. You've obviously had a bit of time to to think about it. What do you what do you think you saw that night? What do you think these UFOs were? <sighs> the movements across the sky, they didn't seem they didn't seem like something that couldn't be done by I guess a, a man made uh, aircraft. It wasn't like it was doing crazy 90 degree maneuvers and zipping left and right. It was moving really fast and it was really high, but it didn't seem. Uh, I believe it's it's hard. Like part of me believes maybe it was kind of uh, something man made or piloted by a person, but that theory doesn't sit with me when I think about the fact that we're kind of watching this thing and then a a few minutes later, I guess it's right above our heads. Like I don't know any kind of man-made object or kind of technology that could pinpoint someone like that to even be able to recognize that we were looking at it and appear above our heads. That doesn't seem like something man-made to me. It felt, ah, I don't know, something like, Something deep down kind of tells me, I don't know, it was like a, a psychic, psychic kind of reading or there was something there that I, I can't explain, a connection there of the way that it knew we were watching it and then for it to appear right above our heads. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I've got no idea what, what it is. And you know what? I don't think there's a right or wrong answer when it comes to to these types of encounters because, you know, that was your encounter. It was your partner's encounter. It's no one else's. So, you know, you interpret it the the way that you do because you were there. And, you know, that's probably the best answer that you could give for a situation like that. Yeah, I mean, I I wish I could uh, put my finger on and say, yeah, I feel like it was something man-made that maybe we don't know about or, you know, that's, that's kind of top secret. Or that it's yeah, it's an alien or something not from here, but yeah, I can't I can't say definitely which one it would have been or what it was. And then there's the whole thing with the blue streak that appeared in between the whole sighting and the whole experience that I don't understand. I don't know where that fits in to the whole 
kind of like series of events that's another thing that doesn't really make sense to me that blue streak i don't know what that blue streak was like looking back on it i don't know if that was kind of like i don't know like if it was some kind of like tear in, in fabric or the sky or something or like a wormhole or something because it wasn't long after the blue streak that we saw in the sky that the thing was right above our head so i don't know how else to kind of cover that distance that's just me kind of just spitballing what it could have been i don't know for sure i don't know where it fits in that that's another part of the whole experience that throws me for a loop is that the blue streak yeah and it's just one of those things that you may never know and i i guess that's to me as a, a third party to this whole experience listening about it i think that kind of just adds to the whole mystery of that night yeah yeah i i don't i, I don't i haven't lost any sleep over wondering what i might be like I, I, I know what I saw, what it what it was, or what was piling in it. I don't know, but I know what I saw. That's that's enough for me. I saw it, and I know somebody else right next to me saw it too. That's enough for me. And that's going to do it for tonight. And remember, if you have had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au. Or you can message me on Facebook, and that's facebook.com forward slash Believe UFO Radio. Until next time, stay safe, and you've been listening to Believe Australian Paranormal and UFO Radio. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.